Season 1, Episode 23 of To Dare Is To Do Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, along with my awesome friends and fellow co-hosts, Nate. Nate, how's it going this evening, my man? What's happening, guys? How are y'all doing out there in, in Hotspur land? Doing great. Doing very good after this last result. Um, uh, Alejandro, how are you doing, my friend? I'm pretty sad, guys, seeing White Hart Lane's finale, but overall, still loving Spurs. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of Spurs fans, obviously, after this last result against Manchester United, are feeling one of two things. One, very relieved that um, the White Hart Lane that we know and love in the last season that we ever played in in the old ground uh, will be one that was an undefeated season. So it's going to be something that I think a lot of us look back on with pride for the rest of our history as a club and um, history as supporters as well, because we, we obviously are, play a big part um, in this club as well. But um, without really kind of jumping too far ahead, I wanted to talk just maybe a word or two on the West Ham match. Obviously, after seeing Chelsea kind of continue to win games, which we I think all three of us knew was going to happen, unfortunately for us, you guys, it means another season without silverware. So it it means that that Chelsea did secure the title, and with Spurs losing to West Ham one nil in the midweek before the Man U game uh, on the road in a, in a tough environment where the team is always going to play you very tough. That team just feels like they're playing the world cup final when they play against us. So it, it's one of those things where I, I don't think any of us are really going to talk too much about it, but I, that is where the title essentially was lost because as we see the very next week, you guys, we, we come out and just have an amazing performance again to send out wide heart lane the way it deserves to be. Nate, what were you thinking about Manchester United were you nervous about the match before? Did you feel like it was going to get Spursy, or did you see this one coming from a mile away? Uh, to be honest, I, I really didn't know what to expect. I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I think uh, after the West Ham match, I thought that they were going to they were going to be ready to roll. Obviously, the last game at home, and uh, I figured that they would be coming out full guns, and I knew that 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 Mourinho was going to play a weaker squad too. So not to downplay what Tottenham did, but I, I, I thought that they would play much better than they did against West Ham. And that was just, you know, that's it's such a shitty fucking club to have, have that happen to. I mean, as much shit as they talk as a fan base on Twitter, um, mostly for, for what I know of it, you know, it's just, it's terrible that that had to happen that match, but we all, I think we all saw it coming, unfortunately. And I think to rebound from that, I think was pretty easy for us, given that it's going to be the last match at the lane. Um, there's too much buildup and, and the hype was great. Um, there's the match itself. Uh, we kicked the ball around. Man, we should have scored so many goals. It should have been 3 0 at half. Uh, we, we played so well <clears throat> and we looked like we were. It looked like we were just a clinic, <clears throat> clinical. Excuse me. I'm um, sorry about the throat, boys. Okay. Um, it, we just looked like we were the the better club. In every position, every player knew where they're going, what they were doing, and it it was, it, it, like I said, it it should have been three or four nil before halftime for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, it was I fun feel- to watch. You know. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and I feel like there were really good moments in that first half where you just felt like the game was going to get broken wide open. And um, unfortunately, those didn't happen. You know, Harry hits one off his head. It hits the post. I mean, we'd, we've hit the post this year in this season more than it seems like any other team has. And, and it's by a, a large margin. And I think that's just because we have been so clinical in our buildup play. I think that something during a lot of those slow stretches in the year, um, really has just almost completely disappeared. And it, it's just been a complete 180 from whenever Kane was injured. And obviously when Kane's injured, things things are going to have to be different. So it's just, it, it was a really good match. Alejandro, wh- what did you think about us coming out that second half and, and really kind of picking up where we left off? Because, you know, 1-0 at halftime is kind of a scary result, especially the Tottenham Hotspur we know. Yeah, Austin, that second half, I think uh, we finally, you know, got the, the voice from you know, Potch himself in the locker room and we came out and we came out to play and we came out to score more goals because Harry on on his mind was, I'm going to score this last goal ever at White Hart Lane. And he accomplished that. And I think the team was doing great. The goal that was allowed by United was, I'm not going to say that we didn't have an amazing defense day that day. It was just a small mistake that led to Wayne Rooney going in. That's really it. But Spurs you know, showed why we're second place. Yeah, I would agree. I think that our pedigree um, on that day uh, kind of speaks volumes to where we're at as a club because we, I feel like even though it was a closer result than it needed to be, it felt like we bossed them the majority of the game. It felt like we had the possession. I mean, we were really confident in our build-up play, and there was opportunities even late in that match. I remember Nkudu even put a cross, a cheeky little cross there that was right across the six, and Man U was just totally asleep to it, and, and so were we. So it's just one of those things where, you know, I feel like it, at the end of the day, it was a very comfortable result. Um, to one, you know, when you when you win that kind of a game, it, it feels um, it feels good. You know, if you if you lose those those results, you feel like you kind of maybe should have got a result. You know, maybe you could have drawn another, got another goal back and drawn drawn the match and at least, you know, left the game with something. But um, it wasn't to be. The Spurs were just superior in our play and superior in our possession. And it just seemed like they were much more up for the match, obviously, than Man U. I think Man U had an eye a little bit on the um, on, on the Europa League final, which, which is really important. Um, it's super important to Man U to, to try and get into the Champions League for next year and secure another trophy. I mean, if you, if you would have told me that we were going to be in Manchester United's place and we'd be in the Europa League final and have won the League Cup in the same season, I might take that over a second place, you guys. I don't know how, how you guys feel about that. I think that's an interesting question, Nate. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that's unfortunately given the fact that we haven't won shit in forever, Spurs fans would take that for sure. There's no question. If you would have said that at the beginning of the year, no fucking doubt. You get automatic qualification for Champions League next year and you get League Cup. Uh, and that you finish, mean, what, what are they going to finish? Six? They're going to be six at the end of the year, I think, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean, when Tottenham Hotspur were sixth, we weren't winning trophies either. We weren't well, no. actually coming no. close to either. So, also, you know, that's. You don't have you don't have kids on your on your payroll that are making two hundred grand a week too. True, is the thing. That's, so that's, true. that's that's the difference. 
So. Yeah, that's the biggest difference, and and that's going to be something that I think that a lot of fans don't see from the outside. You know, that that maybe are new to football or or kind of new to the the situation, and look at it and say, well, why don't you have those kinds of players? Why don't you go get those kinds of players? And I always tell people, it's not that easy. It's not it's not like you can just go ask a player and say, hey, come play for me. We have great aspirations. Like, I mean, if you haven't won a lot in the past and you're not winning a lot now it doesn't look the best to a player, even if you do secure champions league football. I mean, I think, I think ultimately the big, the big names, the big dogs are going to want to play in the big league. They're going to want to play in the champions league. That's just where it is in Europe. So, and how about a, how about a reality for now? It's England used to be the place where the cups were won, but nothing is won in England anymore as far as the European stage goes. I think Chelsea you know, is Spain, Chelsea's the only Spain, team. Spain and, yeah. and Man U was the last one to win Champions League, right? So so players are gonna come players are gonna come to England because they dominate the television market right now. Yeah. And that's straight up the reason why. The US and Britain it's like a $5 billion television rights that Sky and BT Sport have for broadcasting the Premier League there. And NBC, whatever, I don't know how much they pay. I think it's way less. I think it's like a quarter of what that. But that is an astronomical number. No other, no other league in the world will come even close to having to pay that much. So that shows you that people are still – even though that, 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 you're, that English clubs aren't winning – Champions League, just to be bluntly honest, they're not winning Champions League. It's been fucking Barcelona and Real Madrid and Bayern Munich, and that's it. And anybody, you know, random here and there. Atletico and Atleti and then uh, Borussia Dortmund here and there, you know, the sprinkles. But people are still paying to watch English football, but they're not the ones winning the, the big-time cups. And, it's you know, it just shows you the power of the English football, and that's where they're going to come play, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think I think the game is, is supposed to be here. Uh, Alejandro, did you want to have something to add? Well, yeah, because um, this is going off of the Manchester United game. <clears throat> is the fact that Jose was more worried about making Champions League, so he's going to save his players for that final game in Europa. And an article, I know. So you get, well, I think you the number is like sixty million or something, right? Yeah. If you're getting into Champions League. But like, here's the here's the thing, though. So we all, I know we're going off topic here, but it's it's interesting because James Rodriguez is leaving Real Madrid, and an article came out saying he is willing to go to Manchester United, but the only clause that he has in his in his like move is if they don't win Europa and go into Champions League. That's no deal. He's not, not. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, really yeah. Good it just no shows question. that players. Did you see just the number want they want for him? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Fifty to sixty-five million for him, dude. Imagine what they're gonna want for fucking Isco if they want that for Hamas Rodriguez. Holy fuck! Yeah, we would have yeah. gotten Isco. I, I don't. I just. I think that the the money in that in that league and the money that that team has is just like monopoly level like they are really kind of almost running the game in any mercenary that is is like the high high end you know soccer player that's that's has you know has the 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 ability and wants to play in the 
basically the most expensive league and, and the most expensive, I guess you could say, a club in the world, and you're going to go play at Real Madrid. So it's um, it's just crazy, you know. I would really like to see the the Premier League continue to grow and continue to kind of be the best league in the world, obviously, because my our team plays there. But um, like you said, there's, there's not a whole lot of grand-scale success at the, with the English game at the moment. But that doesn't mean that the nation in which the game was created will not prevail or rise again in terms of, you know, I mean, it's always kind of a revolving door in Europe. You know, there's the, the, I remember the, the Spanish were really good for three or four, you know, almost like two decades, like about 20 years. And then they have kind of dropped off and now Portugal's coming back into the picture and you got Germany has always been there. England, even though it's kind of fallen off, they've always been there. I mean, it's not like they're, you can just totally, you know, shit on them, but it's, it's one of those things where for me, I feel like, most of the best players in the world are in the English Premier League. And, you know, how many more can Spurs get in this offseason? And, and, you know, maybe we'll touch on that here just in a second. But um, before we do that, let's just kind of um, wrap back to Man U and just how excited. I know I feel like we're all kind of don't really sound super psyched uh, on this episode, but I think we all are very excited for what this season has brought to us. I think it's been one of the greatest seasons we've ever had as a club and I'm just like beyond proud of where we're at and what, what we are becoming. I mean, as long as Pochettino stays around, this team is going to win a title in the next two years. Like I could see that. I could really see that they might win the next two years in a row. It's just, you know, they are on the cusp of greatness. I think the only question is obviously next year is going to be a little bit more difficult with us having to play an entire season away from home at uh, Wembley. But Again, I, I, I just want to kind of come back to Man U. Um, what were you guys feeling emotion-wise on the last uh, game at White Hart Lane to know we were going to win that game and Harry Kane was going to score the final goal? I'm going to start with you, Nate. What, what did you feel about kind of that situation, and um, are you proud of what we've achieved this season? Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a big question. There was a, a lot, the, um, you know, being, being someone who's never made it to White Hart Lane – and uh, watching that and being a fan of this club for uh, about, let's see, somewhere around 11, 12 years, somewhere in that area. And uh, being, you know, being really emotionally invested in, in this club and, and watching them religiously. And it was, uh, um, even though I've never been to the stadium, it was, it was tough to watch. And uh, uh, there was a lot, you know. I, I tweeted something that said, I can only imagine what it could be like for some of those people who grew up there. I can only, because I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'll, you know, that's, I'll be the first to admit that. Are you but, a crier? Um, Are you a crier? Did you cry? Oh, I'll cry. I've cried multiple times, dude. I oh. did too. I did we, too. I, we was, I was just rewatching. The, I was just rewatching the opening a minute ago when they were playing the last time they played the music from uh, Star Wars. I mean, uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, the so, so, you know, yeah. right before that, yeah. when they were showing, yeah. they were showing Rooney and uh, Larice. They were the two captains walking up. I fucking, I started crying again, dude. I couldn't handle it, bro. It was too much for me. But um, you know, and that's the last time they're gonna walk out. The flags before all that, the shit it was, was um, magic. yeah, it was magic. So well done, and everybody on in media is given Spurs, uh, and the as an organization, you know. Uh, tremendous props for uh, the, the 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 outgoing program that we gave for 
the sure. players at the end of the show and and uh so they did an amazing job you know yeah i'm i'm I, i'll get choked up for a while every time i watch it you know there the pictures that were shown on twitter i mean i couldn't the rainbow and you know all that shit that happened yeah isn't that crazy uh, that was a lot magical. of stuff, and a lot of a lot of great you could you could have a new photo a new abby a new spurs badass abby for like the next six months dude out of all the the photos that were uploaded that day i mean it was uh really really cool stuff really cool stuff absolutely um alejandro did anything stick out to you or was anything um ex- especially meaningful on uh, the last game of white Hart lane for you um when you were watching it i think it was just the the commentary from the announcers was always overheard like it was it was hard to hear them sometimes because the fans didn't stop singing yeah and that was yeah. that i mean just like nate i've been a fan for what is it now 11 years and i haven't been to white heart lane but just really felt like i was there and then watching the old school players come out at the end of that game i do believe they missed a few people which i'll name later but just seeing them and then just seeing that no matter how old you are, if you played there, you're a Spurs no matter what. And everyone got a big cheer. And that to me is, is why this club is so special. Yeah, Peter, yeah, Cr- I- Peter Crouch got the biggest cheer out of everybody. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What about Ludley King? Yeah. Ludley King got a huge one. Yeah, he did get a big one. Yeah. Peter Crouch, when he came out, the, the fans freaked out. That was hilarious. Dude. Yeah, that was Love great. It. That was great. And um, did was JD there, you guys? Was Jermaine Defoe there? Yeah, no? but he didn't get a walkout. Nah. What's that? Did, I believe he was there, but he didn't get a walkout. I really wish he did. Well, there's. Well, I, I don't. I think anybody who might not have been there didn't. Because Klinsman wasn't. He didn't walk out, right? No, no Klinsman showed up the week before. He he knew he right. wasn't going to be able to be there, so he showed up the right. week before and paid his tributes to Whitehart. But Line. no Vandervar. So did, um, did Defoe played today. Did he play? On the weekend too? Did he play Saturday? Probably, yeah. probably, yeah. That's probably why he didn't come. Just played today. Yeah, and they got beat by fucking scumbags. But Vandervar, but, yeah. guys. I mean, for me, that one was. Well, he's madness. still a professional too. I mean, I know it's it's one of the. But so it's is one of those Peter things Crouch, where, True, true. But Peter's at the end of Crouch. He's at the end of his career, though. You know, it's a different level of. of Vandervar kind of might have had family issues he's in germany it might have been tough for him to get over there it might have been something going on with that you never know i'm sure i'm sure i mean because you know he's outwardly affectionate and like super super loving towards all things spurs i mean yeah absolutely he's come out in interviews and said i am spurs like i'm still a huge spurs fan he says you know i'm i'm a fan of the club now and whenever he sees like even whenever he was talking about jansen because jansen is is his countryman so he said outwardly about jansen several times like i've reached out to him i've tried to you know tell him to just be be patient and be calm with this club because it could be possibly the best thing in your career. You know, I mean, he's definitely um, a legend, and uh, he still and tweets. I think he that, still tweets that he's like, "I yeah. wish I didn't leave." Yeah. No, I, well, <laughs> he, he says that. He says, that. "Yeah, he says that he was that it was his, the best years for him in his club career." Like, and I, I don't doubt that because I think he was at Madrid and kind of like, I wouldn't say waffling, but he just wasn't really like the main guy. And when he came here, he was like the main guy, like him and Bale were 
were just magical that year. I mean, him, Bale, Crouch, all those guys. So, you know, obviously would have would have loved to have seen Bale too. That I think a lot of people oh. probably would have teared up I, I, if he would have. Jesus, come. sorry. If he would have come there, it would have been melt. It would have been meltdown, dude. If Bale would have showed up. Yeah, if Bale was there, then. <laughs> I feel like all of us would have had like a, a slight like mental breakdown just because that oh, yeah. that's that like really basically in a nutshell is like Spurs, you know. I mean, that's like almost well, like super, like Superman coming home. Like, but the you know, problem so. the problem with the Bale situation was that that was the first real big thing for Spurs that was horrific to happen while social media was rampant. Berbatov. And so when that happens, everybody just gets to spill their emotions everywhere, right? So it was just like vomit of, you know, Jesus Christ, they just took my soul away because Bale just went to Real Madrid. And it's yeah. how we all felt, dude, and it sucks. Yeah, but, you know, we'll get past it one day, maybe. maybe. Yeah, no, I, I hope so. I hope that... Um... I hope that we win so many trophies between now and then Bale regrets leaving. You know, that's, that's always been my hope that he would just see the errors in his ways and he would come, you know, come home crying and we'd, we'd all coddle him and say, you know what? It's okay. You won a couple of champions leagues over there, but uh, you know, now you got to bring, you got to bring the, the, you know, the silverware back to White Hart Lane where, where you got your shine. So, um, but I mean, that's, that's obviously asking a lot as well. So, but um, having said that you guys, very for me it was very emotional um, watching the last game at White Hart Lane. I wasn't there. I've never been there. Um, all three of us are virgins to the original White Hart Lane, which is kind of sad because I think deep down all of us probably would have given an arm and a leg to be on that field whenever they rushed the field. I mean, we haven't even talked about that, you guys. Like, can you believe that that actually happened? That they had all of these people just like rush the but they field. Basically- that doesn't like, happen. They, like, dared them. They're like, please don't go on please the field. Like, that's right. just, fuck you, dude. Watch this. Hold my beer. Dude, right. come on. I mean, man. can I ask you guys, did you guys see the picture of the two Spurs fans snorting something on the pitch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be, like, right in the open, a big, like, on a CD case or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Jackass. It was awful. It, was, it looked, it looked really horrible. Bad. It was horrible. It's bad taste, but it's very bad taste. It is. Is I mean, a little bit of sugar booger on the last day of White Hart Lane. You know, a little bit of white on the last. There was last some. I don't know. I don't know what what their where their heads were at. Obviously, high like just gone in the sky. But, um, but other than that, I think the picture that that stands for me, the two pictures that I saw that are, will always I think resonate with me, is the picture where Harry Kane is walking down the tunnel and it's from tunnel view and you can see all the fans like rubbing his head and like kind of just like geeing him up and i mean god watching that it kind of gets you choked up you know i i remember looking at that photo and thinking to myself like wow that's a that's a really special moment there for him too you know i mean to go out and to score the last goal um at at white hart lane a place where he grew up and, and idolized you know pro footballers there as a kid and to have come all this way and really just be one of our own. I mean, he really is like the epitome of Spurs. I mean, he is Spurs uh, through and through and he's, he's world-class and he's one of the only world-class guys that we got on the, on the, but the what squad. About so Potch's reaction 
to when it was. That was, that yeah. was what I was going to say, too. That was going to be one of the next things I mentioned was whenever you see they were singing Poch, you know, Mauricio Pochettino, he's magic, you know. Whenever they were going like hard on that, right before, I guess, like the song started, you could just see he was just beaming with pride, mm-hmm. almost like in tears. And uh, you could see his like chin was almost quivering a bit. And it's just like. You know, you can't help but like feel, um, you know, feel like you're put yourself in his shoes in that moment because, you know, he's just been part of this amazing project. And I feel bad for him because it hasn't really ended up into anything just yet, you guys. But it's just such an amazing kind of turnaround that this entire club has adopted since he's been here. So he's the architect. I mean, he is the only almost the only reason why we are where we're at right now so just um very very thankful to that man that's a very good shout there um alejandro Mm -hmm. and And um we trust yeah i mean yeah absolutely i mean that the future is bright and lily white as long as you have pochettino so um I think that there was so much. I think that there was so much done that day that was right. I mean, the guys that they brought out on the pitch when they brought out Berbatov and he's on his fucking phone. That was that's now. That's now my Abby. So you, nobody else steals that shit, dude. <laughs> cocksuckers. That was, that uh, was so dope. He, he's such a pivot. David Ginola. Oh, uh, he was the out. best. He's, he's he's such a baller, dude. He knows it too. That's just like he's like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck. It's well, so it's, so sick. It's pretty there much he so knows I'm gonna I'm famous here. So this is this is for me. Oh, there's so many things that were so well done, so classy. I mean, it, there's there's no question that you know I I, I segue into the the newfound like jealousy that all that's, that's coming from the other media outlets and all, you know, and the other clubs and the, the supporters online there, the hatred because they know that something really, really good is happening here. And if it goes the right way, it's going to be really bad for a lot of people. It's going to make a lot of other clubs look really bad because they don't know how to genuinely grow something like Pochettino's done. And if he can pull it off and we can get through this next year, man, it's going to make a lot of these shithole clubs wet spam, dude. Them motherfuckers, I swear to God, they can go the fuck away. I really didn't hate them that much, but like they just like they're like a fucking mold or something. They've come out of nowhere. All of a sudden, what? All of a sudden, you know, they're like they talk more shit than anybody, dude. I swear to God, but. We, if, if we can hold on to Pochettino and get through the Wembley years, man, it's going to be good, dude. It's going to be so good. And you could see it. You could see it in his face in that picture. He was like, a, you know, I put it on my, uh, put it on my Twitter page. It says, he's a yeah. proud papa. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's it, he, it is all of this is his own doing. This He is the architect of all the wonderful things happening at Spurs right now and i think we do owe levy a big you know a big thank you as well for not only bringing him here but also just giving him the reins like that's the only way he's going to stay is if he fully believes it's his club and and if if levy just completely steps back and says you know what potch you're obviously a genius i'm more of a businessman let's let's both do what you know, what we're good at. Let's, let's both stick with the gifts that God gave us. You're a gifted footballer and a gifted football manager. 
I'm a gifted businessman. So let's make those two things work. And it's worked like a charm. I mean, we've only, what, had a net spend of like $7 million this year because of all the people we traded along with the people that we brought in. I mean, obviously the people we brought in were kind of garbage, but regardless of Even that to bring, all- to bring in Sissoko and have net spend of seven million is fucking ridiculous dude it's insane it's insane it's absolutely insane it's basically like gambling with house money like there if you lose who cares you know I mean that's that's kind of the way that you know I think that they that Pochettino and, and Levy especially they they like playing on their luck a little bit on their on their business savvy especially levy so you know for for levy to be sitting pretty at second and third the season before should have been sitting second both seasons with the net spin that we've had and the kind of frugal business like mentality that we've had and still be ultra successful because we've breeded a team because we have a coach because we have an atmosphere because we have a history all of those and that's why together, and so. that's why everybody hates spurs now and that's why they all hate spurs well they can all hate hate me mother lover cuz i'm not i am not scared at this point i've been through the years of crummy football i've been a supporter of this club when we were absolutely mid-table monotony and it was just like uh, like you're never going to get over that hump and you still feel that in the pit of your stomach to this day you still feel like they will never get over the hump because we've been in a long long time not since like the 90s or well I, I guess it was early 2000s we won the carling cup against chelsea so that's not entirely true but it has been a long time even since then i mean when was that like 2004 or 2002 I- Oh five, yeah, it was, was it was like oh five oh six. Oh no, 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 gosh, no, because uh, was it? Woodgate was was on our 04? team. 05. Robinson was on there. Woodgate scored the yeah. the winning goal. Oh, in the so that's like he was the next. He was the next fucking. He was the next uh, David Beckham dude. You remember that? Uh-huh. Or no, David Bentley was the next David Beckham. Sorry, oh, oh, and he scored Arthur. that glory Arthur. goal against Arsenal. I will never forget. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a defender. Not Bentley was the midfielder. yeah. Woodgate was a defender that scored. Well, anyways, I digress. It, it's just been entirely too long since we've won a title uh, of any kind, uh, any kind of silverware. It's just been really frustrating to 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 be a team that is on the cusp of greatness, but never to have actually got there. You know, I mean, whenever you hear people say like. Tottenham Hotspur, 2000, and, you know, class of 16, 17, are they the greatest bridesmaids of all time? And you're just thinking to yourself, yeah. like, Shut that's up. probably the most backhanded achievement yeah. I've ever heard in my life. And that's just so damn Spurs. It makes it's me all sick. of them, dude. It's the me. It's all the media. It's the, the all the hatred they give us. And I swear, it's what I'm saying before that they're it, every media, everybody, every pundit is a former fucking. Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, or Liverpool fucking player. All of them. So they all fucking hate to see what they consider, quote-unquote, a smaller club fucking succeed. Because they spend bazillions of fucking dollars, and Spurs have sort of figured out this way to groom a few players and spend wisely and get a mixture of both. And the other guys are like, fuck, man. I, my people can't do that, so I better hate on them. And that's all they throw have. More money. Dude. That's all of it, dude. That's all they fucking have. Yeah, throw more money at it. That's the solution for the big clubs. Oh, okay. We're we weren't good this year. Okay, let's go. Let's go buy Jaime Rodriguez 
for $75 million. That's nothing. Think about Neymar for how much Manchester United will pay for him. How much will they pay for him? Freaking million really? dollars. How much do they pay for how much they pay for Pugba? Ninety. hundred. Was it a hundred? Ninety-eight. Yeah. Okay. Ninety-eight. Yeah. Well, no, they, they have they have empty they have uh they, they have uh, bottomless pockets. Well, yeah, because they you are know, the richest they, club. They in need the to world. bring. Well, they need to bring back. They need to bring back. You know, the glory days. That's all they care about. So they they, they need a, an anchor quickly. And Ibrahimovic, they Ibrahimovic is gone. They they need a Rooney's gone. Yeah, they need they they're in trouble at United for real. Yeah, they yeah. got this a lot of money. They're gonna have to buy like half of Spain or something <laughs> to to pick them up for real. I mean, they have nothing if they lose Ibra next year, which I don't know what's gonna happen after his knee surgery. I have to assume they'll never be the same. Not no, at 30, not at this age or or whatever the fuck he is. Yeah, uh, they're in trouble. They're gonna have to spend buckets, dude. And that's the difference between Tottenham and fucking Manchester United. They don't have the development. And that's why people talk about um, – there's a lot, of, there's a, a lot of, of great info out there about our U18, U23, and all the, 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 uh, the younger squads that we have. And the development is out there, and there's a lot of publicity for it. And all – our development clubs always do well in the tournaments. If you if you keep up with the, the the younger cups, we always do well. Whether we win or not is one thing or another, but we always do well. And there's something to be said for that. I don't you know I don't know how the other clubs might develop by trade transfer, but Tottenham seems to figure out a way to develop some younger kids, and it might be sort of you know figuring its way out, dude. And yeah. the other guys just can't handle it. They cannot handle it. Well, like I said, their 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 solution to an issue is throw more money at it. Our solution to the issue has been a decade long trudging of you know trying to figure out the right system more than anything. And then when you get a guy like Pochettino, you start to think to yourself, well, could we adopt his system and like run the club just like he was here, but him not be here? Like, is that possible? I don't think it is. I, I, I just don't think things work the same way. It's almost like whenever you, you know, you're in a family-owned business and then you sell the family-owned business to somebody else and then they come in and they kind of, it's like a hostile takeover, you know? So I just don't know how, um, yeah, I just don't, I don't know 100% how that would work without a Pochettino in the system. But I, well, it's the, a difference of, and it's a difference of, hey, I'm gonna go play for, I'm gonna go play for an old man. I'm gonna go play for Arsene Wenger, or I'm gonna go play for this young, you know, ju- uh, lively fucking Argentinian guy over, you know, down the way. Yeah, like, uh, you know, who wants to go play for old fucking dinosaur? Who wants to go play for a guy who looks like he wants to enjoy life and and play some beautiful football, right? right. I mean, yeah. okay, yeah, guys, I mean, okay, I'm cutting you right now because I know we were talking about this before, and I want to I want everyone to hear our thoughts about it. But we all believe in Potch. Now the question is, do we believe that he will lead us to victory while at Wembley? Well, we um, can, well, yeah, go for it. Are you recording or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm recording. Oh, this is <laughs> on air. I thought you were cutting us. Dude. I thought you. I thought you cut us for real. Oh no, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not no. cutting this out, guys. <laughs> Do you want to take us to Wembley? Um, no, dude, I don't. Unfortunately, and that's just so. This is something I just heard on the fucking radio today, and I made a few 
notes of things I wanted to bring up. And, and one, one broadcaster guy, um, he writes for Yahoo UK, I think. And he was on Sirius XM radio today. And he was saying, this is the worst possible time for Tottenham to have the success they're having. And for him to say that just fucking crushed me, dude. Because I'm definitely afraid of what's going to happen next year. And it's the elephant in the fucking room that nobody wants to talk about. And you yeah. know it. No, of course. Well, I mean, why, why talk about, um, you know, why talk about a funeral if you don't have to? But, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it does kind of feel a little bit like maybe our fun, happy-go-lucky reign of, like, young, you know, exciting talent might just be a little prematurely happening because – you know, it's not like you could say, okay, well, the stadium's already built and it'll be ready, you know, it'll be ready in half a season, you know, we'll be, we'll be in the new digs, it'll be all right. It sounds to me like the new stadium might not even be ready, you guys, until like, not just next year, but possibly like next year and half the year after that, like maybe almost two seasons. And that would be, ooh, that would be brutal. No, I don't even think about. I don't even think about two seasons. I'll think about one. It just it's there's some. I don't you know some of the clubs who. So who's coming up? Who's coming up in the championship? Uh, we don't Brighton, know yet. Brighton Hove Albion. We don't know yet because the games are, are tomorrow right. and Thursday. That are huge. But one of the teams, one of the teams has already been promoted. It's Brighton. New, Newcastle. Newcastle for sure. My point yeah. is though, clubs that have never played at Wembley before, and I'm wondering if there's anybody who hasn't who's never played at Wembley that's going to be playing at Spurs next year because that's going to be, you know, that's going to be, they're going to fucking invite their family and it's going to be like them playing in their fucking, you know, everybody's going to take pictures, have them photographed and hang them all on the fucking wall and say, here's me playing at Wembley. And uh, we're going to have a target, dude. Yeah. I mean, we're already going to have a target like big as a, a barn on us, but realistically that's what happens when you win you know you're expected to do a lot more and i think that this this the squad has actually played quite well with the expectation of a very good season last season to have played not only a good season this season but i think arguably this season you guys this was a better season than last season wouldn't you guys agree at this point yes i do no we're playing the difference now uh, 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 sorry alex you want to say something yeah no i was just gonna say yes i do believe this is the better season than last year because we're putting a fight at the end. And I think that's the biggest thing for all of us is last year we gave up. Right now, yeah. we didn't give up. Yes, certain games no. didn't go our ways, but we see that the players are still playing. They're maybe it's a little bit tired, but they're still putting in the effort in and out every half. Now, the, the, the Palace away match showed that. I agree with that 100%, Alex. Yeah. The, the Palace away match... That was the one match that sealed the deal where the pundits couldn't say any longer. We have a soft underbelly. That was the one. When Erickson nailed that, that was like, fuck yeah, nail and coffin. See you later, motherfuckers. That was the one goal for real that that probably gave the pundits like, damn, these guys are legit. They they came to play. This is going to be a dirty match, and they still came out and won. But the thing that I think is different about this year than last year is I, I think we play much in to be romantic. I, I think our our football is like beautiful at times. And I don't think it was like that last year. But this year, some of the interplay that you get in the midfield with, with some of the players, and you know, the, I can talk about all my 
how, how much of a fanboy I am of certain players, but some of the play has been just gorgeous, like champagne fucking football, dude. And that's what I really am excited. I pray that we just fuck. We may not finish top four. Fuck. If we finish top six at Wembley last year, next year, I'm, I'm not lying. I'll be happy. If we qualify for Europa next year, I'll be happy with just sad. But, um, I, cause I think a lot of clubs are going to spend a lot of money in this off season. But, um, I just, I, I just think that we, we're playing such beautiful football at times. And the, the, the commentators, so many of the coaches, Pep Guardiola, uh, Slavin Bilic, they all say that Tottenham is the best football club. And they didn't say Chelsea. They all said fucking Tottenham was. Chelsea had the most points, but everybody said they don't want to fucking play Tottenham. And that's what was so good about this year. And it's what, you know, the fact that Chelsea didn't have to play any European ball really helped sense. them out. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it, it, I was just gonna say it makes it it makes it, it just makes a huge difference because absolutely. I mean, if anything, the injuries over everything is gonna be the biggest category, and when you don't have any injuries, you know, like no serious injuries. I mean, if you look at the catastrophic kind of injuries we had this year, and we're still guaranteed number two at this point, you guys. Like, it's a time to be a proud Tottenham Hotspur fan. I mean, as much as we're kind of like beating ourselves up over the fact that we don't have another trophy in the trophy case, which I guarantee you those players are too. It's still a, a banner year. It's still another year better than the last. And I think if you told me in my career as a professional, Austin, your year in sales this year, better than the year you had last year, you can bet your ass. I'm probably going to celebrate, you know, even if it's not the best year of my career, even if it's not the absolute best I'm ever going to be, it's still going to be, a year that I look back on and I say, wow, that was a good year, you know? So I think a lot of these guys will probably take that same approach and just look to get better. I mean, I, I don't see too many guys leaving. I think that might be a, a huge caveat to this, but um, you know, with the season kind of coming to a close, you guys, do you feel like we're going to keep all of our players? Cause at this point, I think we're probably bound to lose a couple. And I want to kind of hear y'all's thoughts on that before we move any further forward. Ooh. Yeah, I think uh, we're gonna lose Walker, um, and that's something I wanted to I wanted to bring up is the fact that I think Ben Davis and this this is why this year is really good. Um, ben Davis has shown he can you know come in and do his job. Trippier has shown he can do his job as well, and uh, the players that we consistently relied on are are you know our subs are doing an amazing job. So I think. Rose, I, I we're gonna keep Walker. I have a feeling he's gonna leave. the The biggest one for me, and I know this bothers everyone, is I don't know, and I don't want to predict what's gonna happen with Toby. I think that's the biggest one for me. Yeah. Uh, um, Nate, do you have anything? Oh sure. Um, man, I can't believe you even brought up Toby, dude. Yep. I, had to. <clears throat> I thought that one. I thought. I thought. To- I thought Toby discussion was off limits. Dog. You can't do that shit. That's, that's, uh, that's painful. I don't even want to talk about that one. The other, the other ones I can handle. I can even handle talking about getting rid of Danny Rose before I can talk about getting rid of Toby Alderweireld. I, I, that's that one. That's to the core. Um, but uh, Kyle Walker. Yeah, I guess those those rumors are still there. Um, I guess he's leaving. I I, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll never say. And now I, I, I hate to bring up this other thing, but uh, this the Danny Rose had um, 
left knee exploratory surgery today uh, because his rehab did not go as planned over the last whatever the fuck. What, how long has it been? Three months? Yeah. Four months. Somewhere around there. It's been four months? Yes. Okay. Four fucking months. So I guess I have to assume that I'm not a doctor, but I have to assume the thought process there was uh, surgery is worst case scenario. We'll try to rehab it to get him back before the season is over. It didn't work. So now we're going to have surgery. I, man, for me, this is weird. I, you know, again, I'm not a doctor, but I would think that it would take you less time than four months to realize that your rehab wasn't going the way it should have. So, Same thing with Lamella. Same thing. And so, hey, dude, so you can jump on conspiracy theory boat. I'm not a conspiracy theorist guy. I'm just like the glass is half empty kind of guy. And it just I'm just used to a Spursy fucking world. So and, uh, people have people have totally compared this to the Lamella situation, dude. I mean, so, I, you know, there are. What's that? That it's eerily similar. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what sucks, dude. I mean, this is out of the blue, too. And when Danny Rose walked on the field, he did you guys notice um, him walking on the pitch? I didn't. Uh, you didn't? So I, his facial expression wasn't very, and I'm, you know, I'll let me it read it very, more than I probably. Yeah, it wasn't very, it, I agree with you. It wasn't like the most, I no, guess, no. he wasn't in the right place. Let's just say that. Yeah, he looked like he either didn't care or he was really pissed off. I, I don't know which one. Big, Probably more than anything, because I think he really is. All, I mean, I think Walker is too. That's why it's kind of so shocking that it seems like his head has been clearly turned. I mean, I think honestly, that's more than anything because of the way he played at the end of the season. He didn't have a very good run, and because of that, he got benched. And if you get benched and you think you're worth the shit and more worth the shit than you're actually worth at that moment, then guess what? You're probably gonna go and look, you know, elsewhere. You're probably gonna be thinking, well. At least I'm going to get to play elsewhere, and I'll probably double my wages. You know, that was kind of the conversation we were having at Bar Munich. Um, also, big shouts out to Bar Munich. You guys had an awesome get together for us Spurs fans, and even let us stay and watch the after-game ceremony on all the TVs on the inside. Even though there was a Real Madrid game going on, and there were a bunch of Madrid fans there, and they were all pissed because they had to go outside and watch the game on the outside. Ah, nice. Nice. Just one of those things where uh, that's a Spurs bar, and if you go there on game day for Spurs, just be ready to get trumped. No pun intended, uh, but just be ready to get you know um, overtaken by Spurs fans because that's that's not exactly gonna fly right with just uh, with any of us, especially since we were all there way before them. And um, it's just one of those things where obviously this is the day of all days where we're gonna be obnoxious. We're gonna sing the whole time. We're in the pub. You know, there was a lot of, of supporters out that were were really boisterous, and it was a blast. You know, it really did touch my, uh, my heart a little bit, the fact that I could be a part of that. Um, it's so funny to you guys because I actually went, went and had a smoke break, you know, a safety meeting at halftime. And um, I so when I get to the pub, I actually, as I'm getting to the pub, I, I see the door swing open because I had to park across the street. Uh, Nate knows about this. Um, when I parked across the street, I could, I, the door swung open cause somebody just walked in and I hear everybody's cheering 
And I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe I missed a goal already. Like, it was only, like, the first five minutes of the game. I come inside the building, and I see the one Yama scored, and I'm just freaking out. You know, everybody's just kind of like, holy shit, like, Austin, what's up? You know, we just scored a goal, and everybody's kind of, like, ribbing me, giving me shit, saying, like, you probably should leave, you know, because, like, I wasn't there during the goal. So, um, but it's hilarious because at halftime, I went for the safety meeting, and when I came back, we had already scored the second goal. It scored so, again. <laughs> so that's when everybody was ribbing me. He's saying, dude, you got to get out of here, bro. We ain't going to win nothing with you in <laughs> here. And I was just Fair. like, I just felt, I felt really bad, but I also felt like, I guess that's what I get for, you know, uh, you know, getting all stony baloney. But um, having said that, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where that, that was obviously um, an awesome moment to come in. And, and that's never, ever worked out good for me. If I've ever gone to the bathroom, like, during play, they always score on us. So it's just one of those things where, like, the fact that I showed up late, uh, both for the first and second half, and we scored both times, it's just, like, poetic justice. And, the, you know, one of the other Spurs fans that was there with me, him and I just kind of looked at each other, and we were like, do we really care? And it's like, no, nah, not – I mean, we both got it recorded. We'll both go back and watch it and enjoy it. And actually – you know, I would encourage Spurs fans to do that as well. If you have recorded the game, go back and watch it because, man, it is a it, – it's a tearjerker. It really does kind of grab at your heartstrings a bit. Um, the first, the first like, the first, like, 15 minutes of the match, the fans are singing so long and so loud and so heavy together. It's, it's fantastic. It's every song you want to hear, every Spurs track – uh, you know, track set one through 15, right. like the first 15, 20 minutes of the match, they just sing nonstop. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best soccer, um, one of the best soccer games I've ever watched. I mean, obviously we're all a little biased on this podcast, but it's just one of those things where when you see your club arise to the occasion and continue, just finish what we started with the victory and, and just something that I think is very unspursy is to go undefeated at home in a season. I mean, that hasn't happened since the 60s. Last time it happened, we won the league. So it just shows you how close we are, guys. Um, do you guys have anything else that you'd like to touch on maybe? Uh, any? I'm just open for ideas at this point, maybe the last you know 10 minutes of this pod. Do you guys just kind of want to spitball and, and talk maybe about – how we feel about, cause I feel like we're going to do one more podcast, all you listeners. And the next podcast is probably going to be obviously reviewing these last two games and be like a season review. So I think this is kind of a, a small summary. Obviously we're going to be second. It's guaranteed at this point, better finish than it was last year. And we Chelsea need second. We so. need Liverpool. We need Liverpool to, uh, to win this weekend. If Liverpool wins, I don't remember who they play. Maybe Burrow. If it's Burrow, then Arsenal is guaranteed for Europa League. That's what we need to happen. We need Liverpool to win this we, weekend. No, we're, to... we're Middlesbrough fans. Then, <laughs> oh, we, or, we're, no, or no, no, yeah, no. We're, cool. we're, we're Liverpool fans. Yeah, I was Liverpool about to say. Liverpool fans. No, no, no. We, we need Liverpool to win this weekend. I think, and there's like an, even a match after that, I think, that, that there's another way for Arsenal guaranteed to not get into Champions League. So... I'm all for that. I'm not gonna. I'm not a big jump on the mind the gap and all that shit. Yeah, no. Spurs haven't. Spurs haven't accomplished enough for me to get on that train yet. I've done it a couple times and I've drank too much and got a little excited and got on Twitter and some motherfuckers yapping at me. So I, you know, I once 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 or twice I've done it, but I'm not gonna be that guy. But 
yeah, definitely. Uh, we're Liverpool fans this weekend. Uh, you know, we have Leicester still, and then Hull. I don't care about the Hull match. The Leicester match, I think Spurs are going to be up for. I uh, I, I think that it, there's one more uh, there's one more one more cat in the bag uh, coming up. I think it's not going to be just the end of a, and there might be some drama in this match. I don't know. What do you guys think? I I can only hope. Honestly, can only hope because. <laughs> I don't want it to be boring. Alejandro, what do you think? Dude, we're going to go in there and we're going to it's going to be a cup final. That's how it's going to be because they <laughs> took it from us. So, it's time to it's time to well, take back cuz remember we took it back from Chelsea this year. Cuz remember what they did to us the last, you know, last few games of last season. So, going to be a yeah. great game to watch yeah. on Thursday. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, that's going to be the se- honestly that's the season for me cuz I don't I don't feel like um, the whole match is really. I mean, it's 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 basically just an opportunity. Uh, for the whole Liverpool. match, the whole match is done. Once once Leicester's over, it's it's all it's it's trash. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think I think the whole match is pretty much just a technicality at this point. But I also think that players like Deli Ali and other big stars are going to be looking to possibly cement their season with something very memorable. You know, and. Um, a classic strike, you know, a classic uh, goal here in these last two games would be just icing on the cake. And I think that uh, players also like Erickson, um, it's kind of, and, and Jan Vertonghen as well, they all kind of have like, uh, you know, like like scores to settle, if you will, not only with Leicester, but also just with themselves. You know, Erickson hasn't scored a free kick from, uh, from a set piece all year. Now, obviously he did, uh, get an assist on the Harry Kane goal on this last game. So that's incredible, but still has not scored himself from a, a set piece, um, which he was a specialist for that. So I'm sure he's going to, if he gets an opportunity, I look for him to try and really put a solid effort on goal. And same thing for Jan Vertonghen. I think he's played an amazing uh, second half here and really kind of carried this team. I think that he was almost a bit of a snub for player of the season for me, uh, for Spurs. I think he actually had one of the better seasons that we could have hoped for, especially with kind of Toby going down for uh, a short period. We were really lucky that Toby wasn't gone for longer because if he was, I'm sure we wouldn't even be talking about second. We might not even be talking about Champions League, you guys. So um, I look for I look for our big players to step up in this last game, and uh, yeah, and finish on a good note because. You know, losing only, what, three, four games all season? That sounds pretty good to me. Losing six games doesn't sound as good. So, you know, let's 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 finish this on a strong note and, uh, yeah, and, and bring it home. Because I think that, um, you know, I'm going to be going to Nashville to go see these Spurs. And I want to see a hyped-up, jubilant, you know, um, young team that's just ready to uh, burst at the seams and possibly some of those young players like Winks and uh, and, and uh, Edwards and, you know, like even like a, a Cameron Carter Vickers, you know, those younger kind of on the cusp guys. You'd like to see kind of like another Deli Alley come out of the situation because, you know, if, I think you guys, if we're like one player, like literally probably one like – classy player not world-class but just class player so away from like so the, all right so so that's that's your thing we're like one one we're one class player away i mean i think we're gonna have to i think we're more than that away dude i think we're gonna have problems at, at all kinds of positions dude. i think we need another center back i think yep. we need another attacking midfielder mm-hmm. and we might need another left or right back one or the other 
And I think we're more than one player away. And I think I'm worried that Daniel Levy isn't going to have the the strings to open it up. I'm worried he's going to buy one player that's somewhere in the 20 million ish, and then a couple of other 10 million ish players. And you got to hope it's the right mix. And I hate. Being I think we're more than. You know that that's just my brutal truth opinion. I I think we're more than that away. Yeah, I think we still. But you know, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not trying to poo-poo your 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 thought, but um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll be exp- we'll find out. I mean, you know, time will tell what's gonna happen with who we're gonna lose if we lose anybody, who we're gonna get rid of, who we keep. I, who knows? There's a laundry list of players that people think we're gonna get rid of. I've seen a list as long as like five or six people of that that you know, think we're going to get rid of players that many, but um, I, I don't know. We've never done a ton of business in the off season other than we did the bail thing, which is, you know, he spent and, you know, we got to make up for it, I guess. But it's going to be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what's, what Levy and, and, and Potcher are going to, how they're going to figure this out. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I look forward to it. We're going to, you know, get on that train and ride it. Um, it'll, we'll, we're going to see what happens. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent I'm I'm just kind of really ready to see like, you know, what could come from all of this because I just feel like there's there's a certain you know there's a, a definite vibe about the club right now. It feels like we're in a very good period right now. Obviously, a very good winning mentality with a winning you know a winning um, a manager, and, and it just seems like you know we're we're really on the up. But um, only time will tell if you know, if we actually come to fruition, you know, how, how promising we've looked because it has looked very promising at times, but without anything to show for it, it's pretty hard to say that it was, you know, it was, um, it was one of your glory years or, you know, or or if it's, if it's actually even worth all of that conversation that you have about like, you know, how you, how you judge a team for, for what they've accomplished. So, um, but I'm very excited, you know, to say that, this season, because this season for me was a great season. I mean, it's it's definitely one of the better ones we've ever had. So just that alone is very uh, positive moving forward. But I guess the the biggest thing is going to be okay. Well, now where do we go from here? You know, do are we gonna are we gonna push on? Do, do you guys feel like we're gonna push on and like actually go spend some money in this transfer market? Or no, not really. I believe we are, but um, I can't tell you what we're going to do because it's Daniel Levy. So it's going to be a surprise either way. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be, if we get rid of one of the big player positions, I think in one of the, I guess it's one of our left, you know, our, our left or right backs. I think if we get rid of one of those two, we'll refill that position. I think whatever position we get rid of, if we do get rid of a, a big time player, We'll refill that one with the big cash, and the rest will be sprinkled about. I, I guess, given my my knowledge of, of how I've seen Levy spend his money in the past, you know, aside from the Sissoko thing, aside from that, I mean, I don't know what the fuck that was still, but you know, in hindsight, we can all say that. So I still didn't question it that much when he first did it, but no. I'll- uh, yeah, I, I had approved it. I thought it was a good trade or, you right. know, a good, I'm good not going to bust but... his balls about it. Right. Yeah. Everybody else, like, you know, armchair quarterback, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, I knew that was a bad deal. Okay, dude, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. 
for sure. But uh, I, I don't know what he's going to do. It's like I said. I think it depends. We're going to get some money. We're going to get Champions League money. So I think uh, that's sixty, seventy million. I think somewhere in that area, just for for television rights and all that good stuff that you get with that. Um, so that's that's a, a bonus. But a lot of that needs to go to the stadium. That's fine. Uh, you know, there's talk of getting rid of Wimmer, uh, getting rid of Nkudu, getting rid of Sissoko if we, we do. Um, who else is on there? Uh, there's uh, oh, um, Onoma. I think he's on there. Um, if we didn't already get rid of him. No, we didn't. Don't we? Uh, there's a, a list of guys that, that are thought of that we will get rid of. And um, it just depends how we have to replace them. That's what I was saying before. We, we might need a center back. If we get rid of Wimmer, because if another one of Toby or uh, Jan go down, we're going to be fucked. So we might have to refill that position. I have a feeling we might go after a freaking center back first. I would not be freaking surprised if that was the first position we went after. You know that? Yeah, well, I mean, especially because Pochettino is a defender. You know what I mean? You can't... As boring as as boring as that is, I would not be surprised if a center back was the first position we went after. Hey, you know what? I'm not. I don't think defensive players are boring at all. But I think that's also. I didn't say. I, I didn't say defensive players were boring. I said as a pick, that's boring. Come oh, on. Oh, extremely boring. Yeah, it's extremely boring. I mean, there's like no even questioning that. It's it's like the right. most boring thing you could do. But we want. We want a sexy striker, right? We want a, We want another Yen. We know we want another Vincent Jensen. Yeah. No, we want a, a Vandervaart. You know, we want something a little bit better than a, than a, well, than course. a Vinny. You know, I mean, and I think we're right there too, though. I don't think that we're, that we're just like completely striking out on the transfer market. I just think that. Oh, did you did you hear that uh, Morata walked off the pitch? Uh, uh, on whatever whoever Real Madrid played. I don't know if they're a Champions League match. I think it was their match this weekend, and didn't shake, uh, didn't shake uh, Baldi's hand, Zidane's hand. They're saying that he's he's gone soon. It'll be interesting to see who's going to drop oh, the coin snap. for that. Maybe I didn't see days. that. Yeah, maybe Daniel Levy's in for Morata for a cool seventy-five million, or however much <laughs> he's going to want for that. But a um, cool, a cool ninety million. Uh, It'll be you know he's gonna. They're gonna ask a lot of money for him. Austin, guaranteed. I do, I do have something that I know. Uh, you were talking about what we're gonna probably do in the summer, and I want to see what you know our fans say and what you guys say is. I'm willing to do a podcast at least once a week or at once every two weeks of just a random fan from Twitter, from SoundCloud from ACAST that messages us and I want to hear their their story about how they got into Spurs. So that's I'm something I'm that. I'm willing to do if the fans want to do that. I'm down for that. I mean I've I've always been down to have a new guest or something like fun on, on the show. You know, it's just been something that I think has always been kind of in our, you know, in our culture is just to be open and uh, yeah, to, to offer, you know, the opportunity to kind of come on and, and speak your mind. I mean, that, this is a podcast that I think was, was really truly started by fans. And um, that's, that's the way that it's going to, that it's going to remain. I mean, we're, we're all kind of in this together. I think we all have a, a likes, you know, especially Spurs fans are all like-minded, you know, or, I mean, there's some of us that are a little bit out there, obviously like any club. I mean, you're just going to have, People, you know, different strokes for different folks. But I do feel that um, 
that at the very least, you know, we're very open and accepting to any idea or uh, walk of life that just wants to pop up and say what's up. So, um, yeah, but having said that, um, are you guys just about ready to wrap? Um, I mean, is that, yeah. is that? Okay, cool. All right. Well, um, that'll, I guess, do it for us here at Today's To Do Podcast. This is uh, this has been an amazing season, you guys. I'm very, very excited about the future for Spurs, and I'm um, very, very excited about this podcast as well. It's been a lot of fun this season, being our 23rd episode of the first season. It's really been a pleasure, you guys. So thanks again, Nate, for always being here to yes. talk shit with us. Thank we you, appreciate Nate. it. Yeah, yep. And Alejandro, thank you for always doing all the hard work and doing the hard work yes. for us. And um, without you, dude, we don't have a show. So I really appreciate all the hard work and time that you put in on this program. Um, we literally are nothing without um, all the, the work that you do behind the scenes. So thank you for that. And, uh, you know, cheers. And let's uh, let's go for another 23. Um, yeah. So uh, that I guess it'll just about do it for us. Um, thanks again, you guys, for tuning in. We will see you guys next week for Lester and possibly review the last game against Hull as well. Maybe we'll do a two for episode, a little uh, caboose episode, if you will. And uh, we'll be seeing you guys for a second season whenever this one's done. So thanks again. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Yeah.